was kind to you, and I hope you remembered to be thankful. I was listening to a pastor this morning on the radio coming in talking about radical gratitude, and I thought that was an excellent sermon he was speaking. This morning, if you have your Bibles, you can turn over to Matthew chapter number 24. Matthew chapter 24, we'll be looking at verses 1 through 14 here in a little bit. You know, it, it's hard to believe, looking back on this side of history, that Adolf Hitler could have ever been popular. But indeed he was, and not just in the secular culture. The Protestant press in 1933, when he was announced as chancellor, was full of articles affirming Germany's honor honor or that Hitler's appointment was going to somehow return Germany's honor and return Germany to old moral values such as family, home, and church. One Protestant minister said, through God's providence, our beloved fatherland has experienced a mighty exaltation. In the pitch black night of church history, Hitler became, as it were, the wonderful transparency for our time, the window of our age through which the light fell on the history of Christianity. Through him, we were able to see the Savior in the history of the Germans. Another pastor added, Christ has come to us through Adolf Hitler. This was the Protestant church in Germany in 1933. It seems so repulsive and completely devoid of reason that someone claiming Christianity would ever have uttered such things. But in truth, there was much more support for Hitler in the church than there was resistance. However, among those few who disagreed with the majority, one name stands out even today, and that's Diedrich Bonhoeffer. Bonhoeffer disagreed with the majority and he delivered a radio address two days after Hitler's appointment warning that if a leader should succumb to the wishes of his followers and become, become their idol, then he would be a misleader who makes an idol of himself in his office and who thus mocks God. While the mainstream Protestant churches set out to achieve a long-desired hope of replacing the scattered regional churches with one centralized national church, some even wanting to revise the church's creeds to bring them in line with National Socialism, often including the Aryan paragraph of the new Nazi civil service, Bonhoeffer joined the young reformer group that was specifically formed to counter this German Christian effort to take power in the church. Now I'm not going to go through all of Bonhoeffer's history this morning, in this devotion, but I would encourage you to study up on him. He's, he was an amazing man in a time of absolute peril to be a Christian. But in 1941, he was to the point of praying for the defeat of his country. And he said, if we claim to be Christians, there is no room for expediency. Hitler is anti-Christ. Therefore, we must go on with our work to eliminate him, whether he is successful or not. During his life, he became a double agent. He smuggled Jews into Switzerland and was eventually exposed in, the, in April of 1945 under Hitler's 
orders, he was given a court-martial and hanged. In his farewell message to Bishop Bell, Bonhoeffer said that this is the end, but for me, the beginning of life. Today, as I look around and see the church caught up in the political sway of this country, trying desperately to incorporate political correctness into the church in various ways, I fear that we may once again have to stand against the tide of trying to incorporate the world and the church together. Matthew 24, Jesus speaks on this. Verse 1 says, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be one be left here, one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall we see these things? And what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto his fellow, sorry, unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, and ye shall not be troubled, for these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences, and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted, and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And you shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall arise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Then shall the end come. I don't know about you, I see a lot of this going on in the world today. I see churches trying to incorporate homosexuality in their doctrine. Uh, I see churches trying to incorporate racial superiority into their doctrine in the guise of equality. I see love waxing cold in the church. I don't see a lot of the church of Christ in the world today. And I'm afraid that one day soon, like Bonhoeffer, we're going to be called to stand for the church. So for now, I encourage you to study, pray, love, speak truth in love, but be ready to stand and to know him who you're standing on and who you're standing for. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come out and worship in your house. Lord, we never know how long we're going to have this freedom, and I ask you to help us be ever mindful so that we don't take it for granted this freedom that we have to assemble and worship you. Lord, there's so many countries around the world that don't have this freedom, and 
as I said, often we take it for granted and we're not as thankful as we should be that you have led us to this point. We ask that you just help us to stand, help us to make a difference in your name, help us to be the light on the hill that draws others to you, Lord. Let us live our lives in such a way that it will glorify you, bring honor to you, and most importantly, bring souls into your service. Lord, help us to, as Brother Sean said last week, go stay on the path through that narrow gate and not get caught up with the throng that's going through the wide gate. Lord, we ask that you just watch over us, care for us, keep us safe. Most importantly, keep us close to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.